What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. This week, I'm thinking all about clients and how we can all get more of them, right? That's a common complaint that I hear from Wellpreneurs, that you've spent all this time and effort making your awesome website, maybe you're blogging or you're promoting on Facebook, and where are the clients? So that's why this week I've got a guest, Karina Gordon-Barnes, who is a business coach that helps us find happy, profitable self-employment. And Karina and I this week are talking all about how to find more clients through your website. So if you've ever had that thought of where are the people, why is no one looking at my website? I think you'll find this useful. And just as a reminder, I actually run a free blogging challenge, which teaches you to create content that your ideal clients will love and share. And that fits in perfectly with what I'm talking about with with Karina today, which is how blogging or other types of content marketing help to move visitors to your website down the path and build up the know, like, and trust factor so that they'll be ready to work with you. So if you'd like to take the free five-day blogging challenge, you can sign up at wellpreneuronline.com slash challenge. And I'll send you five days of fun little activities to build up your own awesome content on your blog. And in this episode with Karina, we're also talking about um, one of the blog posts that she wrote where she's got a diagram showing the progress from a stranger to a customer. And I'm going to include that in the show notes as well. So if you'd like to see the diagram that we're talking about as we go through this episode, you want to hop over to wellpreneuronline.com slash 37. Now, let's jump into this interview with Karina Gordon-Barnes. Hi, Karina. Thanks for joining me on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We actually met in person last month at a networking event, and um, another a, a mutual friend that we have suggested that I have you on the podcast. And I, I thought it was a brilliant idea because, well, one, because you're in the UK, which is fantastic. I always love to interview other people that are here in the UK, but also because you have a lot of experience in helping entrepreneurs that are just getting started with their businesses to really develop their online presence and and to find clients online. And one thing that really interested me was this blog post that came out right about the time that we're recording this, which is all about why you don't have clients. And I think this is a really juicy topic that I'd love to get into with you today. I think we can often go to stories about, I don't have clients because I'm not good enough, because people don't like me, because I'm not showing up in a way that people can respond to. So we can often make it about us when we don't have clients and kind of go into self-criticism. And actually, often it's because we just haven't learned marketing. You know, I didn't come from a marketing background. We often haven't learned marketing. And so we don't know that there's a process involved and that it's not our fault that we're not getting clients. It's because we haven't got certain things in place that will support that flow of 
people going from strangers to paying clients. I guess it's challenging because as you're setting up your new business, especially if you're trying to grow an online business, there's so much effort in the beginning, right? In terms of getting your website and getting the copy and putting your coaching packages and your programs. And you finally, and you get your Facebook page and you spend all this time and effort getting it ready and you launch it out to the world. And it's like you want, you're almost expecting this flood of incoming interest, right? Because you've poured your heart and soul into this thing you've created. And it can be really discouraging for people when there's nothing. I like to say when you hear crickets. (laughs) Yeah, it's that like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. This isn't what people actually want. And it's because it's like, it's like you've built a home in the middle of the woods and you've built this most incredible home. So if you think about your website as an online home for your community, built this amazing home that when people get to it, they're just going to fall in love with you and they're going to want to stick around and they're going to want to pay you to stick around. But you haven't realized it because this is in the middle of the woods and there's maybe a lake between the people and, and your home. You've got to give them ways to get to you. And it's going to take a while for them to walk down this path, cross this bridge over the river, over the lake. And so don't just think about your online home and your online presence. Think about the journey that someone takes from being the other end of the village. You've got in this blog post, you have a, an image of kind of the journey that a customer goes through. And I'll put that in the show notes as well so people can can see that. Those will be at um, wellpreneuronline.com slash 37 if people want to see that diagram. Can you kind of take us through this, this journey that, that a potential customer goes through? Yeah, so when someone first encounters you, so maybe, you know, often it's through word of mouth. So someone will say, hey, you should go check out Amanda. At that point, that person is a complete stranger of yours. And so you can think about them as being cold. You'll see on that image, there's the colors as well as the words. So stranger is in that cold color. Because that person, if you were to in that very moment say, hey, buy from me, it would just be weird. They're just, they're they're cold to you just because you don't know them. And, And actually the whole point of marketing is to warm people up as you'll see the colors changing on that flow diagram. So that stranger is not going to go just from being a stranger to being a paying client. They're going to go through stages. And these stages could take hours, they could take days, weeks, months, or even years, each of them. So it's not about how long it takes. It's about the fact that they people go through. So a stranger will then become vaguely interested in you. Like, oh, okay, yeah, Amanda, this sounds kind of interesting. I won't, you know, I'm not going to be jumping up and down right now, but I'm going to go check her out. And yeah, she's kind of on my radar. But there's no real action kind of sense. It's just, hmm. Um, and, you know, you'll see this yourself with maybe a film. Maybe there's a film that you see a billboard poster for and you go from knowing nothing about that film to being like, hmm, that kind of looks maybe interesting. I'm, I'm vaguely interested. And people often miss this point that there's a vaguely interested stage and not to try to sell at that stage. It's all about building relationships. Mm-hmm. And so is that the point where you want to get people to opt into your email list? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to maybe delve into her stuff right now, but I'm vaguely interested. So sure, I'll give her my email. She can send me some stuff. We'll we'll see what happens. It's very casual. You'll see the image of the person just kind of sitting having a picnic like they're not jumping up and down. They're just, yeah, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to hearing more, but don't give me too much. So yeah, perfect. Email list opt in would be perfect for that stage. And then from there, that vague interest then at some point starts becoming active interest. So if you've had someone sign up to your email list and you're sending them blogs, you're sending them podcasts, videos, free content, at some point, really, you can feel within them that it becomes active. Like, wow, this person is really speaking my language. They're really helping me. I'm kind of looking now really at them. I'm actively interested in what they're talking about. 
And that's the point where you can then start to make calls to action, specific sales calls to action, because that active interest then becomes ready to act, ready to pay, and then become a paying client. I can hear people saying out there in their heads, oh, this sounds like it takes a long time and it's a lot of work. <laughs> What's amazing is that at any point in your business, once you've been going for a few, a few months, you'll have people at every stage of your process. And then your content marketing does the work for you. So for example, I blog every week and I, it didn't used to be every week. It was every two weeks, which also worked perfectly fine. And that just went out every two weeks, you know, one article for as many people as on your list. So it doesn't matter if there's 10 or 10,000 and the blog is doing the work for me or like for you, your podcast is doing the work for you or someone's free content videos. It's actually doing the work for you to lots of people at once. So it's not like you have to go and take every single person by the hand, walk them through your flow. You set up a system with an email opt-in, a list, free content that does that for you to many people. Absolutely. And I think this is why it's so important to get people into your email list. And this is something that I, I almost harp on about a bit too much, because when you have that stranger that comes across you, you know, they're just in their normal life, right? They're just doing their thing and they happen to bump into you. And at that point, if there is some vague interest, like you said, you've got to capture them so that you can continue to market them and take them down this path. Because otherwise, I think people just get so busy in their lives, you can't really rely on them coming back to your website and, and finding you again. And to see it as generous that you're doing that, you know, it's because that person has a need for your service or your product, and you are therefore generously offering to email them again. So it's not this like, I must capture them, I must get their email in my system for me. It's the opposite. It's like, wow. So the example that I use in that blog post, and will you link to the blog on your, yes. mm -hmm. in the show notes, great, is the example of my, my wife was late at night, you know, on her phone, just browsing the internet, found something she liked, but she was tired. And she was like, I can't find anywhere I can sign up. I just want to turn the phone off and go to sleep. You know, I don't want to have to kind of go and find a bit of paper and write down the, the web address. So it was it was actually a favor. You're doing your your website visitor a favor by saying, hey, just you just leave your name and email. I'll do all the work. <laughs> you, know? mm -hmm. you just get to sit in your behind your computer. And I'm going to send you really great stuff. So having great content and seeing it as your your generosity to capture their email is, is the way to go. I love that shift in thinking too, because I think that affects the kind of content that you put out. So instead of just being tempted to sell, sell, sell all the time, you're actually genuinely and generously helping people and giving them information that's going to help them move along that journey to at some point, which might end up with them buying something from you. And for some people it won't, but it's still helping them. And that's what I love about content marketing. So free content given generously that anyone can benefit from, whether they have any money in the world or not, means that you can then set really good, solid, healthy prices for the work that you do. Because without that, so if you're doing no content marketing at all, and you just have people either don't get anything from you or they can buy your coaching or your, you know, your wellness package from you. Often people then feel like, oh, I should give a discount or, oh, I should give this away for free or I should set my prices low so that everybody can benefit. You don't have to do that anymore when you are marketing generously because that's your community service. You know, marketing is your community service. That's your generosity, your free wisdom being shared with anybody. And then it's the ones who get warmer and warmer. They will be paying you your full healthy amount. That means that you can do this sustainably. Yes, I really want to stay on that point for a second, because especially in the health and wellness world, I see so many business owners that just feel like they want to help everyone, like they want to help people that can't afford to work with them and just help people at all different income levels, which, you know, 
completely makes sense that everyone should have access to health and wellness. But at the same time, you need to support yourself in business. And so I I love what you said about by providing generously of free content, that's a way that you are helping everyone, but you're still able to make a living. Yeah, it's a win-win. Nobody walks away empty-handed. You don't need to feel any guilt if someone says they can't afford it. You say, hey, no worries at all. Go and check out, you know, I've got over 150 blogs, maybe even over 200 now plus all kinds of free guides and free videos and free people could spend days, 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 days getting stuff for free. And so there's no guilt. I can really be firm in the, in the pricing. And when someone says I can't afford it, the answer is okay. You know, it's, right. there's no negotiation to be done. It's just okay. This is then not the right thing for you right now, but go get this other great stuff now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, one thing that that can happen when you're giving away generously of your content is that you can have this fear that you're giving too much. Like, how do you know where the line is about how much you should give away versus what you should charge for? What I find is that there's an exercise that I do. I do a, a course on blogging, on how to do blogging and, and to find that line. And I, I ask people to picture themselves, so you could do this right now, picture yourself sitting and having a conversation with an ideal client of yours in a train station, but the train is going in 20 minutes. Okay, so you cannot possibly, let's say you're a massage therapist, you know, you cannot possibly give them an hour long massage, or you cannot possibly give them all of your wisdom on this topic, or on this particular aspect of nutrition, let's say, you know, you couldn't give them a full eating plan or a full treatment plan in that 20 minutes, it would just be impossible because of time. So what, what you're going to do is you're just going to empathize with their, their situation, you're going to share something very bite sized, that's not going to overwhelm them, that's going to be very easy for them to digest and um, assimilate. And then you're going to say, hey, well, you know, they're going to go off and get their train and you're going to give them a way of getting more, getting the full the full package. And so this is an image that I really like to use when it comes to content marketing, that you're doing it again to be of service to them. You don't sit there and say, miss your train, sit with me, I'm going to give you everything I could possibly ever give you on this area of, of wellness. You, you need to let them go. And if they actually want your full service, then you arrange a proper time, not in the train station cafe, you arrange a proper time you know, in your treatment room or on the phone or by Skype where you're going to deliver your full whole attention package. Mm-hmm. And something else that, that I found that I think dovetails on that is that in order to build up that trust with people, they have to start seeing results with the information that you're giving them. They have to start feeling like you're actually helping them, right? So if you're a health coach, you know, you're not, like you said, you can't give an entire eating plan right in a blog post. And even if you did, that would be so overwhelming. People would never do it. And so by giving them just one tip, you know, or one concept that you're elaborating on, then they're able to actually go dig into that, right? And start to get some results with it. And then hopefully they'll say, oh, wow, that information that she gave me was really useful and then come back for more and hopefully sign up. You're completely right. And less is more on that. You know, one tip, like you say, if we're always imagining that our community is so busy and probably so distressed by their area of need that they would be coming to you for, that you're just giving them like a drop, just a little drop of something they can taste, they can start to feel that, start to feel your energy or the benefit they, they get in your company and within the presence of your wisdom. And then just trusting that they, if they want more, they will come back to you. In your experience working with entrepreneurs, why is it that, that people really are struggling to get clients? 
gosh, there are so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a bit of a loaded question, I yes. guess. Lots of places you could go with it. But I'm just, because I know you've worked with so many people and, and run these groups in London and just have so much community with entrepreneurs. And that's just something that I hear over and over is that people are just struggling to make it. And I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts about the, you know, yeah. what so are what, the big so, reasons? So the two that we've already covered, so one is not understanding that there's this sales flow and this links them to content marketing. So knowing that it's a relation, marketing is a communication. It's a love letter. You know, marketing is a love letter to your tribe. Everything that you do can be a love letter. So people don't get clients when their site is like a brochure. It's in the third person. It's like, so let's see. So a website that really wouldn't work would be one that was very generic and all about me. So if my website said, hi, this is Karina's website. I'm all about this. I'm, I serve everybody with everything. And by now. And that was it, you know, so it's not, it's not focusing on the person who's reading, it's focusing on me, that's not good. Mm. It's talking to everybody, rather than being really niche specific. That's really big as well. And it doesn't give this relationship building function of content marketing, building trust over time. So to switch this around, one thing you can do if you already have a website is to look at how many times you say I versus you. Okay, very, very Mm. practical. When I get to a website, what I want is that it talks to me. It's a letter to me, the, the visitor. So an amazing site would be more like one which says, hey, you're really struggling with irregular menstruation right now. You know, welcome. This is a site for you. Mm-hmm. What you'll find here is resources for people like you. So it's the website is talking to me, not about itself. It's talking to me. Yeah. And immediately, just when I hear you say that, it's so, it just draws you in because you you hear that and you think, oh, that's me. Like they have an answer to my problem and it makes you want to spend some of your valuable time there digging around and seeing what resources there are. It can be so, just so beautiful when you get to a website that talks to you. It's like an oasis in the desert. It's like, oh, you see me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You see me. I'm not the only one struggling with this issue. You know, especially in this area of wellness and, and health, often the things that we're struggling with can feel shameful, can feel embarrassing. You know, if we're carrying extra weight, if we, if we find that we can't do things, let's say we can't get pregnant or we can't complete some kind of fitness thing we want to complete or something about our skin is not looking good or part of our body that we hate. You know, these are really intimate things. And so a website that says, I get it, I know how you feel. There are lots of other people like you. You're safe here. You're welcome here. You're not going to be judged here on this website. You're not going to be, you know, you're going to be given hope. You're going to be given just, oh my God, I can just see people crying when they get to this website. Yeah, I just got chills and I have this impulse to go look at my websites and make sure I count how many times I use you. I'm sure everybody out there listening is doing the same thing. That's really, yeah, really good tips. I'm wondering though, isn't there some element of like how we're holding ourselves back from finding clients too, like more on the mindset side. Mm. I mean, besides just, you know, yeah, you can learn the process of marketing and that is something that is really important and, and people need to learn. But, you know, there must be, there, there's always a, a psychological, a mental component to it too. You know, the, the course that I teach, we start, the very first module is all about connection. So connecting with our, ourselves, our big purpose, our very best way of being as we run a business because we are our best asset. And then the final module is called Mindset Mastery. So it's exactly that. So the whole course is wrapped up because you're completely spot on. We can learn all the how-to in the world, 
which is what I teach in the core, middle of the course. But you have to surround that with a mindset that enables you to keep taking action, even when people say no, that enables you to not wait to get it perfect. So this is one of the big mindset shifts. People often are waiting to get things perfect. So they don't have a website up because their web developer is still taking time and they haven't yet found the perfect theme and they still haven't found the perfect headshot photo. And so one of the mottos that I share is fire and then aim. Mm -hmm. So just do something, put a package out there, put a price out there. And to address that mindset that says, this is it, this is forever. It's not, it's just the next thing. It's just, this is the package for now. Knowing that it's going to change. This is my niche for now. It's going to evolve. This is even my business name for now. And this is going to maybe change one day. Yes, that is just so brilliant. And I think really freeing. So for everybody out there listening, what is that project that you've had sitting around on the shelf that's just not quite good enough? Or the thing that you just, you know, you're trying to figure out, but you're not quite there yet. Just put it out there this week. (laughs) Yeah. And then let us know, you know, just put it out there knowing that you can change it. I think that's so, that's so freeing and really helps us move forward. It's one of the biggest feedbacks that I've had within the course is that I do iteration that you just You put something out there and that enables you to then aim to the next thing and and iterate it to the next stage. And I always say, you know, when I started teaching courses, the first version of that course, if you compared it with now, I mean, it's almost unrecognizable. And yet you, I could never have got here if I hadn't have just started somewhere. And that's, that's the key mindset. Just start somewhere with what you've got right now. I think another way to think about that too, about just getting started is that there's no way that you sitting in your office or me sitting in my office can invent the perfect course or the perfect website or the perfect sales copy or the perfect package. Like you just can't because such a huge part of product development and refining your marketing and your business is getting feedback from customers. (laughs) And it's that idea of co-creating with your tribe that I'm really big on. So that's why... Another reason for doing content marketing, it's a reason one of the the core steps that I teach is about doing research with who you think are your ideal client community. Because the idea is that you, exactly as you say, you're not making stuff up from your your bedroom or your office. You are doing it as a response. What's going to make a business sustainable is that you're responding to a need. And so you're responding to a need that you hear and you hear the need by starting to put something out there and then you're just creating together. Mm -hmm. The other mindset as well that I see blocks people from getting clients is that somehow it can't be joyful, that it's not that something is wrong if it feels like it's easy. So I've heard I've heard this quite a lot that people say, oh, but I just love doing X. People aren't going to pay for that. Surely everyone enjoys that. And it's this blind spot that we have. Let's say you absolutely love working out workout plans for people. And you just think that everybody's sitting around working out workout plans for themselves. (laughs) But they hate it and they don't have the knowledge and they feel completely overwhelmed. But because it's easy for you, you think, oh, I can't charge for this. This is just my hobby. This is just for fun. And so a big, a big shift in when we run our own businesses is knowing that what we find really fun and easy is the perfect match for what people find really hard and, and challenging. And it's being willing for it to be easy for us mm-hmm. and to make money from that thing that's really important. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. And it, it's like we were kind of chatting before we started recording about why are we building businesses sometimes that don't feel good and that are trapping us into these activities that we don't want to do. And I think that is a perfect example. Like if you can offer products and services that are easy and fun for you, 
that are really going to help your clients, then work becomes a joy. Yeah. And to eliminate that, that voice in your head, which says, I can't do this all day. This doesn't feel like work. <laughs> totally. That's exactly what to do. Awesome. Well, we're getting to the end of our time together. But one thing I always like to ask guests on the podcast is if you could share one of your favorite books or other resources for entrepreneurs, something that's been really inspiring for you. Right now, as you know, I'm just back from this 10-day school for the work with Byron Katie. I would have to recommend her book, Loving What Is. So at at first glance, it doesn't look like a business book. You know, it's certainly not marketed as, as a business book, but it's about loving reality as it is rather than getting caught up in the stories that we tell. So this really comes into play with in business when we start making up stories about things like, oh, people don't like me. Oh, people will never pay for this. Who am I to think that I have anything worth offering? The fact that that person didn't come back for a second session means that. And we just spin so many stories. This also comes in when we work with a team or if we work with suppliers like web developers or photographers. And we just have interpersonal conflict in this way. We make other people the enemy. We make out that other people are doing things to us. All of that can create so much resistance in us and so much distance between us and the people that we want to serve and and be helped by. So the book, Loving What Is, and then um, another one of hers, Who Would You Be Without Your Story as Mm -hmm. well, and actually using her process called The Work to judge. The idea is that you judge someone in your life, so a client, a potential client, a supplier. You judge them and then you inquire into those thoughts. And what you're left with is just peace, is peace and love for that person, which is a wonderful asset to have in business, just to love, love people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. No, I've heard so much about her and her work. And so I'd love to, um, I've got to add those to my list and download them on my yeah, Kindle. Enjoy, enjoy it. really good. Awesome. And so Karina, where can people find you if they'd like to get in touch or learn more or take your course? So come over to you, inspire me dot co dot uk so that's y-o-u you and then the the, it's dot c-o dot uk i realized recently that um sometimes those in america don't realize what dot co means so dot c-o dot uk at the end and i'll put the link in the show notes too so people can click over and the, the course is open to anybody right so that's the yeah so that's the website and then the course is called turn your passion to profit it's run many, many times and it's helped so many people in, in industries like massage, yoga, coaching, nutrition, Pilates, to find more clients and to feel really confident and really clear. They're the feedback I hear most often. You know, I'm really now confident that I know who my tribe are. I know who my ideal clients are. I know where they are. I know how to connect with them. And I'm getting my first clients or I'm getting a steadier stream if they've already had clients before. Um, so it's called Passion to Profit and you can come over to the website. It's on the, the right hand side. There'll be an image. Click through to there, read the details. It's a 10 week online course and just very, very comprehensive. So if you want more clients, that is the place to come. Awesome. Thanks so much for spending time with me today, Karina. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks so much for listening to this interview with Karina Gordon-Barnes. I hope you found it really inspiring and got some takeaway tips for how to move more people through your client funnel and get more clients, right? Which is a good situation to be in. I'd also really loved Karina's tip about 
just putting it out there, right? Not waiting till it's perfect, just putting something out there. And I would love to see what you're going to just put out there this week after our interview. So share it with us. I'd love it if you'd tweet me at Vintage Amanda or go onto the Wellpreneur Online Facebook page or into the comments below the episode at wellpreneuronline.com slash 37 and let us know what you're just putting out there. Show us the thing that you've been hiding, that you've been waiting until it's perfect and just put it out in the world and let us all celebrate it with you. So thanks so much for being here with me during this episode and I'd love to see what you're working on. So share it with us and um, wishing you tons of success and luck in your wellness business this week. I'll see you back here next week with the next episode. Thank you.